So, we met online. This is a podcast about love, sex, and everything in between the world of online dating. I am Erica. And I'm Chris. And welcome to So We Met Online. If this is your first time with us, what have you been doing? I mean, just kidding. Thanks for listening. <laughs> and show notes are found at ZoeWeMetOnline.com. If you want to learn about who we are, go back to episode one, where Chris and I share not just our own backgrounds, but how we met in order to host this delightful, if I may say so, podcast. This week, we look at some of the exciting and funny stories that Erica had to share with us. How about this one, when the guy only ordered one sushi roll? I was a very early adopter of online dating. And when I say early adopter, I mean 2001. Yes, now, about think me about too. It. 2001, nobody did online dating. Right. That was 15 years ago. That's just the start. So I went online and met this guy on JDate, a site for finding a Jewish partner, and seemed nice enough to me, you know. And it was the summer. I was at my parents' for the summer. It was during college, so now you all know how old I am. And I was doing a community theater show at the time. I was really only free on the weekends. What and, show? And, oh, a Pirates of Penzance. Yes, I did that show. Oh, my God. Major General. I am the ma- very model of a martyr Major General. Okay. Yes, okay. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. Side note, go sorry. on. We can't help ourselves. Um, so he asked me out for a Saturday night for sushi. I was like, sure, that sounds great. I love sushi. Chris and I actually just had sushi for lunch. Full tummies. Yes, full tummies. So we get to the place, and it turns out, coincidentally, his cousin was in the show with me. We actually had someone in common, so, you know, I kind of felt better about it. My parents were obviously, you know, it's 2001. They were flipping out that I was going to meet a stalker or a killer, <laughs> or worse. Right. Someone who wasn't Jewish. <laughs> Absolutely. So, <laughs> so we get there, and... You know, I'm a, I'm a pretty petite person, but I can eat at least two sushi rolls. And this guy only orders one sushi roll. And I remember sitting there eating my one sushi roll. I had to go home and eat a pizza after. <laughs> and this was before cell phones were a thing. Like, I may have had one in 2001, but I certainly didn't advertise that I had one. But this guy had a big honking cell phone on, on his pants. Yes. Yeah, and I'm just like, I mean, fine, nice enough guy. Just, just not... Just so many, just not for me. Okay. Just didn't work. No big deal. Yep. So kind of forgot about that. Moved to Washington, D.C. after college and, you know, started a job, all of that. I was in business school. And when I was in business school, I didn't really have time to go out and meet people like I used to because I was working full time and going to business school at night. I decided to go back on J-Date to try to meet someone. And I see a picture of a guy who seems nice looking, and I read his profile, I like it, I write him a message. And uh, he replies, and I'm, I'm excited, we're having really good banter. And I'm, I mean, if you ask me what I like as floor play, it's, <laughs> it's banter, it's, it's your words. Oh, right. yes. talk nerdy to me, baby. Absolutely. Anyway, so we were having good banter, and I remember he, he asked me a question about how I liked musical theater, which I thought was interesting because I didn't even remember writing that in my profile. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, this guy is so perceptive. <laughs> also, I wasn't free during the week because I had school at night. He asked me out for a Saturday night, and normally I wouldn't do dinner on a first date because I know better now, but I didn't then. <laughs> it was six years after the first time I had gone on J-Date. So now it's six years later. Right. And he asked me out for sushi. Okay. 
I sure. I like sushi. Yeah. Just so, more than one roll. Exactly. So we're going to meet at the metro station. And we meet. And, I mean, he looks maybe a little nerdier than I thought. His bomber jacket probably, you know, went out sometime in the late 80s. But other than that, I, I'm a nerd in my own right. I can look past that. So I'm, we're chit-chatting. He tells me where he went to school, all of this. We get to the restaurant and we're about to sit down. And he goes, I have something to tell you. Oh, no. You know, that's never a good sign. Yeah, that's this never a good sign. This is before I had even sat down. I'm thinking, you have a disease? Like, what is wrong with you? At anyway, least he didn't say he talked to his therapist about you. Well, but That's true. Yeah. Maybe he should have. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, I think we went on a date six years ago. Oh, wow. But when he said, I think we went on it, he knew. He knew. Because he told me, he right. emailed his cousin, the one I knew uh, from me, to my picture to see if it was really me. So the whole time, he didn't tell me that he remembered me. He knew I might say no. Right. We sit down and I'm like, I remember exactly what I was wearing. This is ridiculous. Oh. I looked so cute that night. I was wearing this pink turtleneck and these brown pants. It doesn't matter. Anyway. <laughs> it always matters what you're yes, wearing. Yes. I was, always. I was looking so cute. You're looking fine. And he, again, it's like, this time it's deja vu. He orders one sushi roll. Oh, no, he did not. Yes, he did. But this time I'm like, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, yeah. shame on me. I ordered three <laughs> sushi rolls. I'm like, I am going to stick it to him. Or chopstick it to him, if you will. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and if you thought not getting enough sushi was Erica's only story about not getting enough food, remember her kugel story? and the guy who kept her baking dish. It's a coffee shop where people do work, there are couches, there are tables. Like Starbucks. Like Starbucks, but <laughs> more like mom and pop, cozier. Yep. Not like Starbucks at all, actually, <laughs> <laughs> since you asked. So I get to my date, and I'm meeting someone who looked like this guy at the table, but the guy at the table had a laptop open and a coffee that looked like, you know, half of it was gone already. Mm -hmm. He seemed to be deep into his work. But he looked like my date. So I went up to him and I, I said, are you Adam? And he said, yes. Huh. Okay. So I guess he had just gotten there early to get some work done. That's, that's okay. fine. Sure. I did feel a little uncomfortable, though, because he had already had half of his coffee and he invited me out for coffee. But... <laughs> Okay, so I sit down, and it's a place where there, you know, it's wait service, so you don't go up to the counter, they actually mm -hmm. come to you. So I ordered a latte, it comes, and we chat, and all of that, and, and it's a fine conversation. I remember we were talking about favorite foods to make. Mm. What's your favorite food to make? Lasagna. Ooh, with meat? Sure. Okay, just asking. Tonight. Well, you're making me lasagna? Sure. Nice. My favorite food to make is kugel. Which is a... Oh, yeah. Do you know it? Sure. It's a Jewish noodle pudding. Yep. And it's my grandma's recipe. It's very special. And this is way off on a tangent, but I <laughs> have to share it because, you know, I miss my grandma. She had Alzheimer's. And towards the end, I always made kugel for all of the family gatherings. She would always eat it and say, Erica, this kugel is delicious. Where did you get the recipe? Aww. And I would always say, it's yours, grandma. Aww. Anyway, so Aww. we were talking, no. So we were talking about the kugel, and he goes, oh, my God, kugel is my favorite food. And I'm like, uh, wow, okay, that's amazing, great. So he says, why don't we, for our second date, you know, if we do something again, why don't you come over and we'll make kugel? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I like Random. It. Random. 
So the check comes for my coffee. Turns out he had already paid for his coffee. Oh my god. And it was I didn't know what to do at that point. Right. I mean he had invited me, but he didn't seem to be making a move, so I went to my purse and paid my four dollars and change for my latte. And I was a little annoyed about that yeah. because it's not the money. It's just he invited me out and I felt like he had already settled in, done his thing, and I was on my own. Okay, he got a second date. I liked talking to him. Kugel. Mm-hmm. So I get to his place. We go food shopping to get the ingredients for the kugel. And it's a Saturday night, you know, around dinner time. I assumed kugel is a side dish. <laughs> I mean, it is not a meal. Kugel does not a meal make. So I assumed he had some food at home that he would be cooking or at least a salad or something. Sure. Again, don't assume things. <laughs> Don't assume. So we get back. We make the kugel. Oh, and he had told me in advance. I don't really have any, like, baking dishes. Can you, <laughs> can you bring a baking dish? Okay, so I bring my baking dish. We make the kugel. It's delicious. I eat more kugel than I had ever eaten in my life because I was hungry. Because it was the main course. Because I wanted dinner. Um, I do remember we kissed a bit on his couch, and then I went home. Sans baking dish because there was leftover kugel. Well, I assumed I was going to see him again. Yeah. I never heard from him again. He ghosted you? He ghosted me before Uh, ghosting was even a thing. So, okay, whatever. I wasn't, like, distraught about it. I didn't like him that much. So I kind of forgot about it. But but he did have my baking dish. So I didn't like him, but I did miss that baking dish. So a year or so, maybe a year and a half later, I'm at a happy hour. And... I see him across the room, and I remember everybody. Yes. He comes up to me and says, you look familiar to me. And I go, "Uh, yeah, I think we, I was nice about it. I didn't want to completely throw him under the bus. I'm like, yeah, we went out a a few times, I think maybe a a year and a half ago. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah. What's your name again? I'm like, (laughs) Erica, thanks. You're Adam, right? (laughs) And he looks at me, and he looks deep in thought. And then he goes... (laughs) Hold on. I think I have your baking dish. Oh, my God. And I go, keep it. (laughs) From one performance to the next, Erica met Josh. Unfortunately, Josh never responded back. One of the worst ghosting stories we've ever heard. So I met someone on Tinder, Josh. He lived in Baltimore and I live in D.C. That's not that far. It's about an hour. But he had two young kids and it was snowing a lot when we met. So our first date kept getting pushed back and pushed back. And finally, a few months later, may have been even like five months later, we met. We got along well. I think we both knew it wasn't a love connection. Um, we did go out a few more times just to, you never know, just to see. About how long? Over the span of how yeah. long. We probably went out three times in the course of a month and a half, so maybe every other week. So we decided after that, again, not a love connection, but we liked each other's company enough to continue at least a friendship, but it seemed like more than a friendship. I mean, I don't make time to go to Baltimore and vice versa once a month, but sometimes twice a month for someone I'm just friends with. It was it was like friendship plus. Right. And I wouldn't say it's not friends with benefits. Like not right. that kind of relationship. It was right. like a nice friend. A good friend. A good a friend little bit more. Who but... we you know, we sometimes made out and stuff. But uh <laughs> we really enjoyed each other's company. This went on for over a year, about a year and two months. 
And I do some performing comedic storytelling on stage because... Yeah, of I, course, you. I think I'm hilarious. I don't know. I don't know what you think, but... <laughs> so um, I was performing in the show on a Saturday night. Normally, he would come to see me, but he couldn't that weekend. But I didn't really care that much because he had seen me perform before. He had even invited his sister-in-law once to see me perform. So I knew he cared. I did the performance. It went well that Sunday. I texted him and said, this, you know, went great. I'll call you this week. And we, we texted at least once a day. We always had some form of communication mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. Um, and then called a lot, too. So that Tuesday, I gave him a call, so three days after the show, to tell him how it went. And I got his voicemail, so I left a voicemail. He texted me back immediately mm-hmm. and said, sorry, I'm in some meetings. I'll call you back later. Mm, okay. Yeah. Mm, nothing weird yeah. about that. He didn't call back later, which I found odd. But again, like, cut some slack. Who knows? Right. So I call again the next day. Don't get an answer. I found that weird. I sent a text the next day. No text back, which was particularly odd because he preferred texting. And I always got a pretty immediate response. Right. Clear difference. Day like, and night. night and day. Right. And then got, like, this some, like you know, Jewish mother guild or something in me. It's like, did he die? So I sent him a text saying, are you alive? And I got no response. And then I actually worried. I mean, I was kind of joking, but not really. So then I emailed on Facebook his sister-in-law, who I had met at that time at the show. And I said, I'm not trying to be intrusive, but I haven't heard from Josh lately. I'm getting really concerned. Is he okay? Right. And she wrote back fairly immediately and said, oh, yeah, he's fine. He's just super busy. I'm sure he'll get back to you ASAP. (laughs) Like, I am sorry. There is no super busy enough. My philosophy is if you have time to go to the bathroom, you have time to text somebody back. I don't care if you do it while you're on the toilet. Text me back. (laughs) Exactly. Right? So I think I tried for another week or so. I was legitimately concerned at this point. I think I let it go for a week after that, and I was really upset because if I did something, I want to know what it is. And I don't think anyone deserves this kind of non-finish finish. So I finally, and I remember the date, it was May 31st, 2015, because it was so significant to me. Mm -hmm. I sent him an email, a really nice one that just said, I don't know if I did something to cause you to stop talking to me. If I did, please let me know. I want to know what it is. And I hope all is well on your end. I hope you know that our time together, whatever it was, friendship or otherwise, meant a lot to me. I ended it very nicely and said, whatever you do or plan to do, I wish you all the best. Right. And he never replied. And I went through, I mean, it was not a relationship. I didn't have to mourn the relationship. But I think even a friendship, a deep friendship, whatever it is. Right. If it means something to you and you don't get that closure, you do have to mourn that. But I couldn't even mourn it when I didn't know what happened. Right. And this is perhaps the worst ghosting story that I know of to this day. I have no clue what happened. Over a year later, on my birthday, I got a text from him out of the blue. Oh, no. I was out for my birthday. I think I was in the bathroom when I got the text. It said, oh, uh, happy birthday. Give Scruffy your dog a belly rub for me. Oh, my God. I'm not one to shy away from saying exactly what I'm thinking, but particularly after a birthday drink or two. Oh, sure. I wrote, I don't curse. (laughs) So, like, the meanest I could get was, are you out of your mind? (laughs) How Dare you never contact me again? What you put me through? And I think he wrote back something like, I was embarrassed, and I wrote, I don't care. Birthday celebrations can always be fun, unless, of course, it's Casual Friday and champagne's involved. Remember this story? 
I try not to work on my birthday, which is hard sometimes, you know, we're all surgically attached to our, our email. I decided I was having a day of me and I went to the gym. I was in New York and I went to the gym. I took a nice class. I'm walking around. I was doing a little window shopping. I got my nails done. And I really wanted a glass of champagne in the middle of the day on my birthday because it seemed appropriate to have a glass of champagne at 3 o'clock. Let's celebrate. Because why not? Why not? So I had been chatting with someone from one of the online dating apps and I knew he worked in Midtown. And we had discussed getting together at some point that week. And I didn't know what kind of job he had, but I texted him after the gym and said, I was honest. I said, hey, it's my birthday. (laughs) Do you want to get that drink that you asked about now? I'm really craving a glass of champagne for my birthday. (laughs) And I said, just warning, I'm wearing my gym clothes. And not even fancy gym clothes, like just like... I like H&M gym clothes. Like, Lululemon is a little too fancy for me. So, (laughs) that's relevant. So, he responded that that sounded great. He could, you know, leave work around three for an hour or so and get a glass of champagne. So, he told me to meet him at Saks Fifth Avenue. Now, again, I'm wearing my gym clothes. I'm sure you fit right in. Well, I was like... Are they going to let me in? And that, that this is when I should have said, I wasn't even wearing the, the fancy stuff. Right? We go in and, you know, he's wearing his suit from work and I'm wearing my capris and, <laughs> and little little tank top with built-in sports bra. And I look at the menu. I see, you know, all kinds of drinks on there and little snacks. And then on the right side in this square box is the, the champagne. And he directs me to look at the champagne. And my eyes almost bugged out of my head. A glass of champagne was $24. Wow. You could buy a couple bottles I, I of that. I was just going to say, I've bought shoes for less than that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan of Payless. So I look at him and I go, I don't need champagne. I, I could get a glass of wine. I could get anything else. And he says, no, get the champagne. You said you wanted it. And I was so appreciative. And I thought to myself, okay, he picked the venue. He knew going in. Sure. So we both did get a glass of champagne. I was glad he got one too because how awkward would that have been? (laughs) Just drinking a $24 glass of champagne by myself. And we had a lovely time. It ended up not being a match for either of us. But I was appreciative of my glass of champagne. I went on my way. He went on his way. And we called it a day. Over the last few months, Eric and I have shared our dating stories and advice, our horrors and laughs, and along the way, we've had a blast analyzing our relationships online. We hope you've enjoyed the show as much as we have, and we are both super excited about the episodes we have planned. And we invite you to stay tuned for a whole new season coming soon. For now, though, we wanted to take a moment to thank all of our listeners and also invite you to write us. Share your opinions about the show, or maybe talk about your favorite topics. And if you'd like, we'd love to hear about your stories and dating adventures. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and of course on our website, all at So We Met Online. Me, 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 me. Me. Okay.